You have to be ultimately totally selfish in this decision. It, no one can really give you any input. And also, they could leave you. Time is money, so spend yours listening to me talk about things that are important to me and my people. Time is money. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the final episode of series six. We are talking about a very serious topic, abortion, and I am joined with the lovely Miranda. And we are hoping to take you on a journey to at least complete the initial stage of your understanding to a more open-minded perspective on abortion. If you would like a little reminder of what we spoke about last episode, there's a little snippet playing now. And the Caribbean, specifically, I'm half Trinidadian, so Trinidad was I was most interested in, only permit abortion for women's health reasons. Right, if their health is at risk. Right. Or, right. But Trinidad also, Trinidad, St. Lucia and St. Kitts include, when they say like women's health, uh, mental health. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, totally. Sorry, I was just a little bit mesmerized by you then because I've never known anyone to be able to sit here and just chat. Like for anyone that's listening right now, there's no script, there's no cues. Like she just has stuff in her brain and it's such a skill. Oh, thank you. <laughs> if this was like about 10 days later, I would cry at that because I'd be deep in my luteal phase and that emotional <laughs> AF, but I'm just on the border at the moment. So that's really sweet. Thank you so much. Yes. I feel the same about you. When I watch your videos, I promise you, I've said this to you loads of times, I just feel inspired because you're so real. Yeah, but you don't, I, I can edit them. Yeah, like I edit I, this. Like you should see me in between the takes. Though I'm like chatting gibberish. I'm farting. I'm like <laughs> I, I fuck up my words. Mm. I fluff everything. Whereas you are just like you're just able to speak and speak eloquently, oh. and it's it's really it's really nice to watch. I feel like I say um a lot when I'm editing. I I had to stop with the audio because what I do is I edit the audio and then I edit the video because the video I don't release yet. If everybody's asking, they always ask me, do you have visuals? And it's like, I know you'd love a visual, but you're not giving me a grand. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So it's hard. It's like hours and hours that you spend and those snippets take so bloody long. I do plan, actually, this is a good way of um, announcing it, of making the visuals available because they're there. But I don't want to give them to you until you're showing me your commitment on the audio because it's the audio that's going to get us up there the audios that want to get us like you know people listening and it's less likely that people are going to be able to access the visuals than they are the audio so let's get the audio popping guys and then we'll come back to the visuals and when i have the visuals i want to give you angle 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 sound effects like subtitles i want to give you the works but at the moment i can just give you like (laughs) a wide angle and i don't know if that's enough but Uh it's coming you just have to be ready and supportive thus far but thank you so let's get those questions out okay you said the most ones you got which you didn't bother writing down were like ones that were quite standard such as oh my god I can't believe you've had one and stuff like that was there anything else that was we think is standard but may not be standard for everybody um well most people I guess just were just interested in like is it pro or anti like they didn't necessarily I don't think they knew my standpoint on it which surprises me because Same. I feel like I talk about it a lot literally it's basically in your bio right come so, to me if you want abortions <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, yeah, lots of people just wanted to know whether I'd had one or, uh, and they weren't really sure. I think like you mentioned last episode, there was a little bit of like apprehension to ask yeah. because people feel just a bit embarrassed by it. Mm. And they, again, didn't know if it was pro or against. So yeah, there was a little bit of anticipation, but I got some good quizzes. Good. So which ones did we cover in the last episode? Oh, I'm booked for an abortion and I'm mm -hmm. shitting it. Any idea on how to cope on the day? Mm. So how was your three differed in experience? Yeah, okay. So I've had different types. I've had the operation oh. twice Oof. and I've had the pill once. Wow, okay. So it depends. How, how you're going to cope is going to depend on which abortion you're going for. Mm -hmm. Are you booked for the operation or are you booked for the pill? The operation is much easier to cope with in my experience because you go to a hospital and you get drugged out. Mm -hmm. It's all done while you're under. Mm -hmm. Then you wake up and you're weepy. Mm -hmm. You're a little bit teary just because the hormones, I think. And you're also bleeding. So you have to just, you know, wear sanitary pads. You can't be, you can't get yourself home. You have to have someone come with you and drive you home. And that is pretty much how your day will look. You'll be, you'll spend the rest of the day in bed. It's like you're having a really um, painful period, basically. You know, like you'll just, you'll just be in bed and you'll watch movies and you'll get your favorite snacks. If you are having the pill, it's very different. So again, I think it differs on like how far gone you are with how intense it is, probably. Mm. I'm trying to think, I think I was about six weeks uh, when I did the pill and it was a really hard day. You don't want to be alone. You want to make sure that someone is there supporting you. So you want to have a, a friend or a family member or a partner there who can support you through it because it's really painful. You're going to need a hot water bottle. You're going to need thick sanitary pads because the, the bleeding is really heavy. And uh, you're going to if you have a child like me, like I couldn't parent, I had to have someone take the baby for me because there was no way that I would be able to give Woody anything that day. Um, you are really nauseous. So for a while, you're not going to really want any foods. But then later, um, I would keep it like super plain, like a little bit of soup or something. Um, because you've got to think it's almost like food poisoning. That's the, the sensation that I had that day. Um, and yeah, you've just got to make sure you've got someone there who is supporting you, bringing you tea, filling up that hot water bottle for you, um, who's going to, you know, hold your hair back while you're puking. Um, that's the, the, the most important thing is someone there that, that you love and that loves you, who can support you through it. So I've spoken to a few friends, like I said, most of my friends have experienced um, an abortion. And when we were younger, I feel like everyone I know had the operation. And for the majority of my friends as well, is there like circumstances as why you get the operation versus the pill or is it just your choice? So I don't know the um, actual date but period. I think the operation generally happens when you're a little bit later along fine um because if you that with the pill you have to effectively birth whatever 
the, the remains, right? Mm. So, um, and for me, it was a blood clot. It was, that's what it was. It was just like a big, juicy blood clot. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, the further along you are, the more formed that is, it's going to be. So, um, it would be much more traumatizing to be given the pill, say, if you are past like eight weeks, you really want to go for the operation. I've actually recommended people waiting a couple weeks so you can get the operation. Because for me, even though it feels like the, uh, this is actually another question, the pros and cons of having an operation versus the pill, Mm -hmm. um, it going into a hospital feels like a bigger deal. That's exactly why I know people who've gone for the pill because I don't want to spend the day in the hospital. Yeah, you kind of think, I'd rather be at home, right? But it actually is much less traumatic in my experience anyway, to have someone take care of all do of it for me while I'm under and then to wake up and think, it's done. Okay, fine. I was also going to say, you mentioned that the key part of it is having someone there to take care of you. Again, spoken to friends. Some friends have had uh, more than one abortion and the first time they had maybe not known or been with the part, the guy involved so they've had a friend be there and then another this one friend in particular the second time she had the partner and she said it was absolutely overwhelmingly different having the friend there because Mm. the friend had been through it herself and was so supportive and loving and was like you're doing amazing darling you're great that's okay you're almost there well done you're doing better than I did like so reassuring and loving Mm. And when she had the partner the second time, he was just like, yeah, there you go. Really take the next one now. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm sure he was better than that. But the point is, in comparison to her friend, do you know what I mean? He was just not anything in comparison. So I know another question in there is like, um, how do I speak about abortion if my partner is anti-abortion? Do you think there's anything, I guess I'm trying to say like, like choosing your battles kind of thing if you're at the stage with a partner where you may have just got together for example you haven't quite understood each other's morals on things because a lot of the time you don't even know you know I was really surprised at myself when some friends I've had have come to me and said they're having abortions I was quite dismissive and ignorant and unhelpful almost in fact this series has made me reach out to a couple of friends and say, I'm sorry, I was such a bitch. Like, mm. not that I was horrible or obviously I was supportive, you're my friend, but I did judge them like, why are you doing this? Are you sure you can't this? And as you said, that's so unhelpful when you're in that place. When you're in the place, all you need to say is to a friend who's going through this, whatever you choose to do is right. And I wasn't like that. I was like, I think you should do this because if you do that, you might feel like that. More stuff they don't need to be thinking about right now. Mm. So do you think that at the time of getting pregnant with a guy who may not, who may have said the whole time, you know, I'm pro-women, I'm pro-choice, I'm pro-this, I'm pro-that, he may have felt that the abortion in this instance was wrong and that actually they should just have it or something else might be going on with him where even though he appeared quite open-minded, now in the moment he's actually a bit different. Should the girl going through this try to make him understand or just say, cool, we'll park that for now. I'm getting my friend in to look after me on the day because I know you're just not going to be able to do it as I need. Like how important, it, like you said, it's really important to have someone who there, who, there who loves you. But I think sometimes 
people's perceptions and views can cloud that for a loved one. And then the person going through it isn't going to get the best that they need. They're not going to get the care that they need because this person's a bit pissed off or a bit like, well, I told you not to do it anyway. And now look, do you know what I mean? Like that. And that's obviously not what you want. Yeah. I, a part of me thinks that the partner should see it to understand like what their partner's going through and I think the same with childbirth to be honest like I want my husband there to see what he did to you what <laughs> you did to me <laughs> to, to see what I'm going through because it's not just this decision isn't just for me it's for you know I know that he would he wants this as, as well and so I want you to understand what my body's going through for us right now uh, so that's how I feel but I appreciate not everyone's in that position he's there to look after her if she needs but she's also got an option of a friend oh no 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 just go with whoever's going to support you the best right yeah if you if you don't feel supported by this person don't have them there categorically also you know I think the question was what you know what if I fall pregnant and he's anti-abortion should I do what he wants or should I do what I want hun okay you've got to think he's not the one growing the child birthing the child he's not going to be the primary carer it's not about what he wants it's about what you want you have to be ultimately totally selfish in this decision it no one can really give you any input and also they could leave you and then you have a child that you didn't want all these things could happen and you're then stuck with the consequence of their decision basically it's not down to them it has to come from you whether you keep that baby or not. I'm, for example, seven years deep with my partner. We're both very aligned on how we see things. But however, imagine I'm with him this amount of time. We're obviously deeply in love and care about each other and all the rest of it. How do I explain to him if we're in that position that I'm not keeping this child or I don't want to keep this child? If they are that in love with you, they will want what's best for you. I truly believe that. And I think you have to have these conversations quite early on in the relationship. Honestly. It's the same with like views on sexuality, like are you homophobic or not? If you are, are you racist or not? If you are, are you pro-women? Are you pro-abortion or are you anti These are conversations that are very important to have. And if you are seven years deep with someone and then you get stuck in this position and you haven't had that conversation, that to me is really shocking so I would just say the best way to avoid that situation is to have these conversations early on with your partner agree and I would also say that back to women as well again when I was younger there was a lot of women I was around young girls we all were young with guys and the guys were obviously like we touched on in previous episodes not respectful of the women in my opinion as an adult I can see that but at the time that was okay so they were very clear on like yeah I'm not going to use any contraception I'm not going to put a condom on I'm not going to this I'm not going to that you should go on the pill but I'm not going to like support you with that so if you do you do if you don't you don't if we get pregnant you need to get an abortion and the woman wouldn't really take that in I think it was just more of a like but I won't so it's fine or oh he says that now like that kind of thing but I think it's a woman's responsibility as well to understand who you are 
having sex with. And if that is who you are having sex with and they're saying, if you get pregnant, your only option is to get an abortion, please don't leave it till a potential change of their mind because the way that they're talking in the first place, that should be a massive red flag. Secondly, don't think that they're going to change it when it happens. Don't think that they're going to be like, oh, you know, I might not and whatever, because I think a lot of women fall into that trap. Mm. They really think that, but he does seem to love me. So surely if I got pregnant, it wouldn't really, he might, no, don't leave it to that, please. Because that means you're coming into the perspective that's different to his, whereby if you did get pregnant, you probably wouldn't want to have an abortion. And if he's saying you have to, and then you love him, so you think I will, it's just never going to be good for anyone. No, and the scar tissue from that whole situation would just be mammoth, being forced to do something, either keep it or have an abortion, uh, would just be so deep-rooted. It would affect your relationship forever, so... Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, yeah. How do I drop the shame I feel about mine? I still carry guilt. We did speak about this last episode, but it was more about how you reconcile before doing it. It wasn't so much now that I've done it. And first of all, have you had any guilt and shame post? Yeah, so after my last abortion, I woke up and I felt like me again. And I, I knew in that moment, oh my God, this is absolutely the right decision for me. I feel like I've got my body and my brain back. And I felt so grateful. And I remember you doing a story actually saying that as well. Right. And again, I think that really upset people, yeah, right? If, yeah, because they wanted you to come back and be like, I know what I said, guys, but I'm, I feel so shit. I feel empty. I feel like I'd made right. a bad decision. Don't do it. So I think just slightly... The backlash that I got, got into my head for just a few moments, right? And I remember crying to my husband, saying, these people are pushing their shame and guilt onto me. They're trying to make me feel ashamed of what I did. I felt good. Mm. I knew this was the right decision. And you're making me feel guilty. So it wasn't my guilt and shame that I was carrying. I was, just for a moment, carrying their guilt and shame. So yeah, I did for a moment but it was just because of other people. Um, and I think it it's the same for a lot of women. I think generally shame and guilt, it comes from someone else. And once you realise that, it's very easy to drop it because you, you realise that's not my shame and guilt to carry. I'm being made to feel this way from someone else or something else, just, you know, general society maybe or conversations with other people. But... If you know to your bones that that was what I needed at the time, and you do because you did it, then you can drop that shame and guilt. But it's just about, like, I think sifting out the noise, other people's opinions versus what you actually want. Yeah, I think that's really, really accurate as well. Like, I think what you said is so true. You do know it because you did it. At that time, obviously, if you felt like you could have had the baby, you would have, but you didn't. You yeah. had an abortion. So that means that for that, that decision was the best decision at that time. Yeah. And I think as well, you have to have compassion for yourself. You, you got yourself into a sticky situation and you did what you could to get out of it. And you are human. We are all human. We all make mistakes or things just happen to us. 
contraception fails or whatever, we forget to take our pill or whatever, you know, we, things happen. And you are allowed to give yourself the opportunity to correct it. You're, you're not here to live your life for anyone else. Any like outside pressures or, you know, what society thinks you should do. You, you are here on this planet for you. And you have to live your life that way. No one else is going to raise that baby. Yeah, I think as well, like, there's a lot of, I suppose, glamorizing. I don't remember. I mean, I, I remember, but I don't know if you'll remember because this was so many years and I couldn't even give you more information on this. But there was a show, it must have been on, like, the BBC or something, with Catherine Tate, not the Catherine Tate show. And she was the mum. And it was a young, she had a daughter, quite young, but she'd like worked really hard and raised this daughter really well. And now the daughter was like 18 doing her A-levels or something. She's like top of her class at everything. Mm. She had sex once, the daughter, and the condom split and she got pregnant. And the mum was, the Catherine Tate, so angry at her. She was like, oh my God, how could you do this? Blah, 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 blah. And then obviously in the end, she had the baby and it was happily ever after. And oh, what a joy and what a gift. And I think we've grown up in a time where there was a lot of that, like TV shows like that, rags to riches story where I had this kid at 17 and I worked my ass off I was cleaning toilets I was doing this I was doing that and then I managed to raise this kid and it's been something amazing and loads of that and I don't think there's as much of that now because like I said in the previous episodes I think now it's actually quite glamorized to have children if you're a woman later in life than it is earlier however I think our generation particularly grew up with that mentality which is that if I get pregnant you know I could do it I could because blah, blah, blah's friend's son, sister did it and um, they're fine now. So yeah, I think it would be fine. And I think that is quite harmful because just because that was somebody's reality and it's worked well and it's great, it doesn't mean it's going to be yours. And if you're betting on that happening and that's the only reason you're not having the abortion because you think and hope that it will be okay, then I think you should think about it a bit more. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, you... I think even now parent parenthood is is glamorised in all different stages, really, because, you you know, you see online these parents showing these beautiful babies with all their cute little outfits, and what you don't show is that baby up at fucking 3am screaming his little head off and like all the emotions and like the struggles that that parent is feeling right now and how angry they are and how maybe suicidal they are and how they just want to jump out the window and kill themselves like you don't show that part of parenting and I think to put that on someone and expect them to experience that when they don't want to is just we we can't be doing that so yeah I think parenting is yeah definitely is is glamorized because we don't share the truth of it the real the day-to-day reality I think you do mate yeah <laughs> you speak about it a lot in in such a refresh like I said I really only started to connect with you in terms of like what you put out there 
when you became a mum because you were so honest about it all. You even posted once, you were like, yep, yeah, had one of those days where I just wanted to take his buggy to the top of the hill and let go, but I didn't. <laughs> That's what you're like. And I'm just like, yeah, I can imagine feeling like that. And I think it's just refreshing that you speak about it because so many women don't and then they end up being resentful and angry and all the rest of it. But mm. now that we're on parenting, I wanted to ask you, what you felt like when you found out you're pregnant with Woody? Oh, so was. happy. Okay. I was trying. We were trying to get pregnant. Right. So, yeah, I was chuffed. Mm. I mean, I did struggle in the first trimester because, again, you are, like, smacked with hormones. So, like, I looked in the mirror. I just looked like shit. I felt like shit. I was just farting all day. I was so bloated. I was ugly, spotty. Like, just, you know, I didn't, I wasn't enjoying it. But I was chuffed when I found out I was pregnant. Because yeah. I think that is also a massive indicator of, like, whether you made a wrong or right decision. Because if you knew how happy and overjoyed you were when you found out you are pregnant with Woody versus how you felt when you um, found out you were pregnant the second time, you obviously know the difference. Yeah, and even though I felt depressed in my first trimester just because of all the hormones, I still knew I really want this kid. So it's worth it. It felt like there was light at the end of the tunnel. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so when I got into the second trimester and the depression dropped and I just started feeling sexy and pregnant and, you know, hormones leveled out, it felt like, oh, I could breathe again. Whereas with the second pregnancy, I knew it's like, this is not what I want. And so this is, I'm at the very start of like a long, dark tunnel. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't see any way out apart from an abortion. Did you like consider keeping the baby? Of course. Like there was conversations that me and Zach had. Should we do this? Mm. Can we do this? I've had two abortions before can I really justify a third one that was all so it even came to like you of course were even, there's all those yeah. conversations that you have but then you realize where those conversations are coming from and it's just I it didn't seem worth it for me to have to subject myself to that hardship just because maybe we should just didn't make sense to me. Mm. Um, also, you know, when we actually think about it, we live in a one-bed flat in London. Well, financially, we're not, like, stable enough to then afford another kid because another kid means another car seat, another buggy, another cot, another this, more that. Like, we don't have that disposable income right now. So it would just mean struggling. Again, we could do it. People do it on less, but... I don't want to. Mm. And that sort of is what sort of swayed me towards, yeah, having an abortion. We didn't realise that there were people pro-life in mm. our life. So we were very surprised. And this is what I mean. You never know the reaction. That's why it's like us saying, you know, start conversations. Yes. But I think if you are from certain backgrounds, you need to do a bit more work digging crb checking before you start those conversations because when you're in that state you don't want to be then slammed with judgment oh blah 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 mm -hmm. and even people who appear open-minded forward-thinking such as this one right here me have them yeah. you know what i mean so you need to really know what your capacity is right now and how much you can take on from other people and in some cases just bypass friends altogether if you have to and go straight to people who you may not be as close with 
You may not even know. Maybe people like us who you know are going to be more open-minded about these things. Yeah. We didn't realize that starting a conversation and just letting people know um, that we were having an abortion would affect them negatively. They had their own traumatic experiences regarding abortion. Mm. And so they brought their trauma into it and they were really, really affected by it. Mm. And basically, yeah, they, they projected their shame onto me. Mm-hmm. And then it spread, you know, throughout a few other people. Other people got involved. What about the women that are struggling with their fertility? What about, have you thought about how you're going to hurt them? Speaking, you know, people that are struggling with IVF, have you thought about them, how they're going to be affected by you talking about your abortion? Mm. Um, what about the women that have been raped? Like all of this internalized shame that they felt about abortion was shoved onto me Mm. and so it got me thinking you know about what you know what about those women that are struggling with fertility did I consider them no I didn't truthfully Mm. because to me there's two separate issues Mm. I don't see the connection your infertility and my fertility they are two separate issues abortion and infertility neither one of them is more important both of them are taboo to talk about uh, and both of them are an important conversation that can happen side by side. Mm. Me talking about uh, my abortion should have no effect on your conversation about infertility and they can both happen and we can both boost each other up. I had a lot of like an influx of women on TikTok telling me, you know, I am currently struggling. I've been having IVF for a few years now and I support you talking about this and so that just like totally nullified that point to me yeah and it's like at at the end of the day it's all reproductive rights isn't it it just as it's their right to try to get pregnant and all the rest of it it's your right to end your pregnancy if you don't want it absolutely yeah so another comment that I got was you know how can I speak about it online knowing that young girls follow me so just a bit of context here when you actually spoke about having the abortion with people that seemed to be like semi okay but it was when you said that you're going to share it that people started to lose themselves yes right yeah so it's still very much the do it but shut up while you do it yes yeah so I got you know some flack for yeah sharing it online because young girls follow me and how is it going to affect them by, you know, hearing about abortions. You're going to encourage them to get pregnant is basically like what I was being told. Mm. And to that, I would say the opposite. I would say if someone, if I could see someone talking about abortions candidly from a young age, I probably would have been more careful, more careful, or at least I wouldn't have been so silent about my first two abortions. I would have like felt like I could talk to my friends about it had I seen someone speaking about it openly. Mm. You said that you struggled with mental. Well, you said in the previous episode that you've got a like you have to watch your mental health. Basically, like you could easily fall into bad places. Do you attribute any of your abortions to that, uh, or not even the abortion itself, but not being able to speak about them? No. Okay. No. I attribute my poor mental to other things, you know, probably like 
my early relationship that I got stuck in and mm -hmm. um but I yeah I wouldn't attribute my poor mental health to my abortions because I'm so thankful for them. That I think uh, revisionist history, like it's easy to forget sometimes. Like mm. if I put myself in the 16-year-old shoes, being, you know, hanging out with my friends and knowing that I've had an abortion and not speaking to any of my mates about it. Yeah, probably. Uh, it would have been nice to be able to let my friends know what I'd gone through. Mm. Yeah, probably attributed to me feeling like I had to wear like a little bit of a mask around my friends when I was younger. Yeah. And again, I didn't tell any of my uni friends, actually, when I had my second abortion. I don't think I reached out to any of them. And yeah, it would be it would have been nice to have felt like I had that support system back then. Did you see a difference in this is the final question, by the way, of the series? Did you see a difference in how men approached you post-abortion? then that may have shocked you. Like, did you, were you surprised at male perspectives on things? Because I was quite surprised that the few men I've spoken to, because I mentioned I was doing this series with you and all the rest of it. And the first thing, the first man I told was my partner. And I was talking about it. And even after the last episodes that we recorded, I was telling him about what we spoke about and stuff. And he was just like, he just stayed quiet for everything I said. And then in the end, he just said, if a woman needs an abortion, she should be able to get an abortion. And I was quite, not surprised because I know him and I know he's open-minded and stuff, but I do know there are men who are very against it and have no clue about anything that it entails. Like even down to taking the morning after pill. I think we spoke about this as well. They have no idea what that entails. You saying that you need, or you think it's important for the man to be present whilst you're going through an abortion, I think is absolutely accurate because yeah, you should know what happens and this is not a blame thing but it's just an insight thing mm. how if you're not aware and we keep men in this protected little bubble of yeah i'll just drop you off at the clinic mm -hmm. that just saves them even more understanding which then encourages them to go ahead again and be unsafe again not saying this is what happened in your case but it could be in some cases that men just don't care don't think about the damage that they could potentially inflict and leave it to the woman to solve so the majority of the judgment I had was from women. It was not from men at all, when I think about it. Um, so, and a lot of men that follow me reached out and they told me that they, you know, supported me talking about it and thought it was a really important conversation to have. I think pretty much all the judgment, if I think about it, my comment section, was was from women. The I received a little bit of judgment within the, the family and that was from a man, but he was mostly the spokesperson for, for a woman. A woman. Yeah. So, yeah, it is interesting. I think women have a lot of internalised so judgment much. towards women and I guess it's no one's fault. Like, don't hate the player. Hate the game. Like, mm. I get it. We are conditioned to judge each other. Crabs in a bucket. So, I, I get it. But yeah, lots of lots of judgment from women. Well, I'm hoping that this series is going to help eradicate that one listen at a time. Yeah, fingers crossed. Like, it's an important conversation to have. And, um, I mean, there's going to be lots of people that are listening with their own um, views on abortion. And we, I'm not 
like we said, we're not really here to change that because you are entitled to your opinion, but it's good to just have these conversations. And again, like just talk about compassion, just because you don't agree with abortion for you. Hopefully you can just at least empathize with a woman as to why she would want to have an abortion. What's one hope you have for this series? Um, that someone listening is then in the situation where, you know, they either have an abortion or their friend is having an abortion and they can support that person correctly or that they can at least communicate what support they need from their friends correctly. I would say the same. Yeah. And I would like this to be a resource for any young women. I think of my friends at the time that we were, if this existed, I think things would be very different for them in a multitude of ways. So I hope this can be that for women. Yeah. And we will end it there. Thank you so, so much for this. No. This has been so good on so many levels, a lot very heavy and a lot probably my heaviest mm. but I would also argue probably one of the most important thank you for giving space for this conversation I really appreciate it I'm glad have you enjoyed your time here I have yeah good. it's been I'm nice glad. lovely living room we've you got here as well you should do more podcasts you think yeah no I talk too much rubbish I and then I forget what I'm saying I was laughing and I was with my mate just before I came here the first time. And I was like, I'm so nervous because I end up I talking, I'm talking, then I get mum brain, I forget what I'm saying. And then I have to be like, wait, what what was what was the question again? Is You've it been fine. You've only asked me that once. And that was good, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, I really appreciate your time. I think this is really great. Where can people find you and what can they expect to see? Yeah, so my TikTok is Miranda F in Fox. My Instagram is Miranda F in Fox. You can expect to see, you know, lots of postpartum healing videos. Obviously, I'm a coach, so that's what I talk about. But also just chatty mum life, mum lols, like realistic mum chatty vids. So, you know, I'm like your Instagram bezzy mum mate. We can laugh about mum shit together. <laughs> Love that. And please continue to follow, support, share, rate, review everything you can to get this up please share this because even if it's your thoughts and you don't have the capacity to say this to people i'm doing it we're doing it so just share it with them and then obviously it's from you people don't understand like the power of like not just being a lurker but actually being a sharer like if you enjoy this for free which you know i do lots of people do the, how much it means to you honestly to, to just put something on your story just link it and just or share it with a friend because it just means the world like especially when my she puts so much effort into this so yeah defo just give it a little share you heard it here first please check out all the other episodes and all the other series i will see you in the next series thank you and see you soon bye thank you oh right that was great you're awesome well, so are you. thank you so much i really mean it